0: On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you, thanks for listening, and enjoy.
1: Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot. With your hosts Heath and Jenny.
0: All right, we're living like what a month, two months, or five years into quarantine here. Is that what it feels like?
2: We're on month. We're on month two. Oh, of
0: I feel like it's ten home. years.
2: Yeah. As soon as we got back from Hawaii, we uh, came to the house, and uh, thanks a lot. It feels like ten years for me, babe. <laughs> I feel like it's only been like five minutes. All just right. being Quarantined with him every day. We got the whole crew, Zach, Matt.
0: <laughs> My beautiful wife and myself and as I dig my grave very deep with those comments.
2: <laughs> I know! Come on, it's been flying by. We've had Tiger King, we have gotten to watch all of our Empire episodes, we've gotten to run through every recipe I know multiple times, and it's all good. Check That's in, not- guys. Matt, Zach, how are you guys doing?
1: Uh, we're doing okay over here. Uh, I'm in a different, different background today, just to try and change it up. I know people are starting to do Zoom virtual backgrounds yet. Oh maybe yeah! Next episode, we'll get into that. I don't know. We should maybe we should give it a shot. But things are good. You're right. Uh, eating a lot of the same food, <laughs> same recipes over and over. Uh, just hanging out, I guess. I saw a great Facebook post earlier about uh, uh, the Australian wildfires. I was like, Oh yeah, that happened this year. Crazy! I remember when I thought that was going to be the big thing in 2020. Um, apparently not. So
2: still a big thing, but I see what. Yes, you're
1: saying. of course
2: matt
3: what about you how you doing i'm hanging in there yeah uh still i'm mean, still operating out of my back bedroom and uh, really dialing in we got a toaster oven not long before the quarantine okay. started and uh i'm really dialing in the settings on that it's one of those where there's nothing it's all um like an analog dial so you just kind of have to guess at what time you're actually setting it to and what temperature you're actually setting it to there's nothing digital on it whatsoever um, but it works. It makes pretty, pretty good bagel. I'll, I'll say that <laughs> I've run through a couple packages of bagels, uh, since I've been quarantined. I fit, oh, I, awesome.
0: You bring up that virtual background. So Microsoft teams is what we use corporately. Yeah. And yeah. it's interesting because, um, that's, that's what, like I was sitting there on, uh, uh, some virtual training I was doing. And one of my guys had it like he was in an industrial park. I'm like, dude, where are you at? He's like, Oh, it's the back. I was like, Oh, cool. And I did one where I was on the beach.
2: How did it go? How has it been for you being a leader of a very large team that you typically visit <clears throat> in person? How How is that going? It's,
0: view, it's all virtual. It's very different. It's, it's still very different. There's a lot of things that I think we're going to take out of this. It's going to be great. But there's some things I can't wait to get back to. Some things of just some regular human connection sitting across the table that you can't um, recreate, really. Um, and just so for obviously for, for all of our listeners to, to know that if this is your first time, this isn't how we typically do second shot. Right. With with the current um, environment, obviously, what we're trying to do is um, basically have it broken up two segments. With this first one, we're going to get, you know, kind of some round robin and do a headline like we typically do. But then our second segment today, we've got a guest then, um, Matthew Martin, who is a, actually a cousin of mine, who's been in the banking business for a long time. And there's a lot of questions with financing, mortgage rates and all these other things going on right now. And as I was talking to Matt myself about some things and he brought up some stuff I had no clue about. And I was like, we need to get you on here because I think this is mm-hmm. be some great info for our listeners here. So we're going to do that in the second segment. So typically we do three segments in a headline per segment. Um, etc. But we won't be doing that right now. You know, just while in quarantine, we're trying to find specific guests to bring good knowledge for all of well, you guys.
2: We're trying to do a value add for our audience who has been so loyal and who has really just been like a fun community for us. We figured this is a resource. We have a platform. We want to, you know, provide some fun and just some lightheartedness. But also, hey, let's try to educate ourselves while we're educating everybody else. So I'm looking forward to that. And we also are starting off with that Headline, headline slinger Zach.
3: Hey, yes. um, right before we go to the headline, I did want to ask a quick question, um, Heath. I, I'm curious with you being in a management role, um, how how it feels like to have to manage a group of people that you're not able to be in direct contact with? Because it's something that I think, um, you know, I wouldn't say that we uh, have struggled with, but it's it's it, it has been a feeling out process with like normally we're in the same room, normally we're able to talk to each other and see what each other's doing and, and management's able to see what I'm doing and and so forth. And I feel like there was a little bit of a weird, delicate dance going on at the very beginning where we couldn't quite figure out how to make sure everybody was doing what they were supposed to. And I don't know how hands-on you normally yeah. are, but has that, has that been a struggle uh, at all?
0: You know, that really hasn't been the struggle because most of my people are all in their own offices and everywhere anyway. So I, I'm, I'm, all, you know, I'm only get to be with one person at a time here and there. Right. So it's not as different from me there. The biggest difficulty I have is I have a whole bunch of small business owners and stuff that, that are all relying on that. And, and, and I'm trying to do everything I can to keep spirits up knowing that, you know, obviously sales have, you know, come to almost a halt and all these things have happened and it's a lot more time with that. So, uh, I'm not the best of answering that one because I, all of my people in my office is only three or four people versus the six hundred yeah. have in the field that that I don't that all have different offices that I have to travel around to at times. So I'm 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 used to not being right on top of all of them every day, anyways, for the most part. But
2: you just had your big meeting yesterday virtually. Yeah, yeah, but
0: mean, yeah. That's I mean, like our new manager training that we usually have the 30, 40 people in my office doing it. We did it all virtually through. Zoom, I mean, we really just have transitioned to, you know, if it can be done face-to-face um, training that we can do it all virtually and we're just making the best out of it. I'm not going to act like it's the best in the world, but I'll tell you it's better than sitting on our hands and not doing anything.
3: Yeah, yeah sure. It's, it's just something I'm, I'm curious about because I do think it has, um, you know, maybe made people think twice about, I don't know, maybe their management styles or just how things are, are handled within their office because the second everybody is not underneath the umbrella – um i think maybe some people start to worry a little bit and so yeah it's an interesting experiment i guess for that we've all been forced into
0: and what, could, what could be fun about today's show is we could have a brighton pop-in surprise because it's <laughs> up and around the house
2: she's watching peppa pig right now and i'm just going to be honest so that other parents can know that we're all dealing with this there's been a lot more peppa pig <laughs> yeah. during quarantine I'm trying to do, she goes to uh, a Spanish immersion school, so I've been trying to do most of her TV in Spanish, but I couldn't figure it out on Peppa, so anyway, it's just, it's He is what he is. I'm also having this issue for people who are watching on the Zoom call with this false eyelash that keeps falling off, so that's fun. (laughs) It's a great visual for everyone. So, it's it's been a long day already.
0: Well, here
1: let me let me take the reins of this headline, and maybe you can get that figured out in the background. Here it is: uh, a story out of South Carolina. Uh, a S- S- Saitel Corp. employee lied about having coronavirus and shut down his company. Uh, yes, out of South Carolina, deputies say a man is facing charges after falsely claiming to have coronavirus, which led to the shutdown of his whole company out in Spartanburg County is where this happened. Uh, according to Sheriff Chuck Wright, a uh, Cytel Corps employee, I'm going to call him Jeffrey, we'll keep his name out of this story, uh, falsely claimed that he had COVID-19, which caused his whole company to shut down for five days to do biohazard stuff, to make sure every surface was clean and wiped down. They had to get tests for all of their employees. Uh, as far as the sheriff can tell, it just seemed like he wanted a two-week vacation. Jeffrey had turned over a forged doctor's excuse to his child's school, saying that he, Jeffrey, had gotten coronavirus. Naturally, the school followed up with the doctor, who said he hadn't been in in two weeks uh, or any time recently uh, for any kind of test. The school followed up with his employer, who said, okay, well, we need to get this figured out, and now our young Jeffrey is in a little bit of hot water for this whole thing. He's currently being held in Spartanburg T- County Detention Center on $10,000 bond, and he's been charged with um forgery. <laughs> so it's been, been an exciting time for innovation in the middle of all this.
0: What an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. What? Come on now.
2: <laughs> the world isn't chaotic enough right now? Mr. Yeah. Me- you have got to create all this chaos for your employer and for your colleagues, and good luck getting another job again.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's uh, I think that the thing that this all of this has exposed is just uh, the the fact that there are there are going to be people out there who are going to be selfish no matter what, and even in a in a you know whether or not you you want to take the threat of of uh, COVID-19. Seriously, there are others that do. And uh, I think you should at least recognize that if you are uh, exposed or have been exposed, you have an impact on other people, uh, whether or not you think it should be the case or not. If you go into, the, if you go into work and, uh, and have this issue, there are going to be consequences to it. And it's a shame that people, more people don't recognize that, I think.
0: And I and I hope the consequences are tough on him because he's an idiot. You know, this is that this there's a time. You know, there's there's times for the fake cute doctor notices to maybe miss a day to go camping or something, but not 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 for this, right? Like, like what he didn't realize is because of him having it and saying he had it shut down the job and so many people lost their jobs for the meantime while they were cleaned down. Like that, that wasn't just you want to take a little quick vacation.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, the other thing too is it's like, oh, you're really. Buddy, you're not getting enough home time as it is. <laughs> people would love to be going to a job right now. People, you know, es- essential essential workers who don't work in dangerous <clears throat> instances. For example, our guest coming up is able to go to his office because there's nobody else there. Um, you know, people would love to have that kind of situation. Meanwhile, this guy's like, oh, I'm going to stay home for an extra five days, tacked on to the two months that everybody else is going to get.
0: Yeah, and and my, my second shot on this was, you know, th- this guy saw an opportunity and took advantage of it, okay, which was a, a, a really bad idea to do for this situation, right? Um, but in this current environment, I do believe there are tons of great opportunities out there. A lot of people are sitting around like, oh, you know, this is shutting down, that's shutting down, and there's all this and that. But, man, this is a, a great opportunity. I don't, You don't take advantage of situations like the COVID as far as like what this guy did. Um, but I will tell you, I started my first business in the insurance business in 2007, okay? 2007 was the start of the Great Recession. Now, I was so ignorant, I didn't know any better. I didn't know there was a recession going on. I had nothing to lose back at the time to realize there was a recession, um, but I obviously did pretty well. And I'll tell you, I look back on it in, um because we will a lot of times bring people in a contract labor of, of 1099, they're building their own business. In, you know of insurance block of business and stuff they were able to stay on their unemployment while they were doing it and so that was a chance of an opportunity where people were able to have a little bit of income while they were building their business for four to six months i thought it was normal i didn't know any better right like i you know because so many people had lost their jobs during the great recession and so here was a time they get to take an opportunity where they were looking at this you know um, ending, they lost their job, but, it, but for many of them that are still with me today, it led to an opportunity, getting to take a chance on an opportunity they didn't get to before. So I want to encourage anybody more, more so today and on the environment of, okay, it's okay to feel bad for yourself a little bit, right? But, but get up off the horse. There's a lot of opportunity going to be out there and there's going to a lot be after this. Um, I always go back to this as the um, General Stockdale Paradox. In the book Good Good to Great, General Stock they talk about the General Stockdale Paradox. And General Stockdale was a POW for seven eight years. And and out of the the fifty or so that were all stuck in this POW camp with him, he was the only one to make it out alive. Um, after seven eight years of it, like, can you imagine being a POW no, that long? I can't. Um, they said, well, what was the difference between you and them? How did you make it out versus them? And he said, well, they kept going. Um, you know, by Christmas we're gonna be out. Christmas would come and go, and they wouldn't be out, and it would just devastate them. By Easter, we're going to be out. It would come and go, and it devastate them. And he goes, every time that they set that date or that whatever, and it didn't happen, it killed them more and more. With him, he said, look, the general Stockdale paradox is face the current facts of your brutal, brutal reality. Okay, this sucks. COVID-19 sucks. Being quarantined sucks. So brace it. Own it. It sucks. However, you got to have faith that you're going to prevail in the end. Not a certain date. So what he did was he's like, look, this sucks. Being PLW sucks. Um, this is not fun. I'm not going to try to act like be this optim. you know, all high mighty. You know, oh, woo, this is great. No, it's not. It sucks. However, he had faith that he was going to prevail in the end. He didn't set a date.
2: Well, the other thing about prevailing. I'm sorry. I have to take this eyelash off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Love it. Almost made it through the whole first segment. I appreciate <laughs> um, how on the ball you are.
2: Too long. The other thing about this, about prevailing, is that, yeah, pe- people are, are sometimes waiting for, oh, well, I'll do it when I get my stimulus check. Oh, well, I'll, I'll do whatever when, when my job opens back up. Well, my hands are tied. But the truth is, with some creativity, our hands are not tied. Yeah, they may be tied in terms of doing what we did before this happened. But, um, but don't be the person who's like, oh, man, I wish I would have done that when you see when we emerge and someone's been inside their house, they've been yep. creating, they've been doing their life's work behind the scenes while everyone else has just been waiting for that time, be it the, the money that comes from the, you know your stimulus money or your tax money or, or for your job to open back up to create the opportunity for you. Um, some people will come out of this and have had the time to work on their true passion project and perhaps make that profitable for them. For me, it's gonna be learning how to better apply my lashes. What about
3: <laughs> I, I think I mean, I think just what we're doing here is a good example of making the best of the situation. And I and I understand people who are having a hard time being optimistic right now. I mean, they may have been more directly affected by this than I have been. Um, or you know many of us have been, um, and it, they have a different perspective on it. But um, and I think maybe for some of them, just getting through it is probably a, a, a victory enough. Um, but I, I also have seen people who um, have said that, oh, I'm just gonna you know we're we're under lockdown. I can't do anything. You know, I can't I can't do my show. I can't do I couldn't do second shot or I can't do my work or, or, you know, I'm just going to use this time because I'm locked in my house and I, I can't do anything. I'm going to feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, maybe when this first started and, you know, I'll speak for us here in Dallas County, we were under a two week lockdown. I think some people were looking at it and me like, Oh, two weeks. I'll be fine. If I just two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just take a couple of weeks off and and then I'll be fine. And now we're looking at uh, being under it for a month or longer. And I I think, The folks who at the very beginning said, "Um, you know what, this is not an ideal situation, but I'm going to make the best of it. And I know it's going to be over at some point, but I don't know when. So we might as well just find a way to do it. And yeah, we're recording the show under non-ideal circumstances, um, but we're still doing it and we're still putting it out and we're still, uh, you know, making quality content and and staying busy and staying engaged. And, um, you know, I think that could be a lesson for anybody, not necessarily just doing podcasts, but... What about that's you? The way to make it work.
0: But what's your second shot, Zach?
1: Yeah, I think adversity breeds innovation, right? I think that's absolutely true, right? When when you when you can't accomplish something a certain way, you have to come up with a better way around it. But I think when looking at this story, I think adversity also can bring out the best in people. It can bring out the worst, of course, right? We look at disasters and chaos and war and things that have happened on a global scale like this in the past, and how it can really bring out. Some bad some bad things in society but can also bring out good you can look at charity right people making face masks for free people giving away things on the side of the street encouraging others to spend time together apart to be safe in our own way I think that's that stuff is good and and for every story I see about a man like Jeffrey who's doing the wrong thing for the wrong reasons I see people doing the right thing for the right reasons and I think that's important right we don't have to we don't have to be afraid of the monster under the bed. We, we don't have to jump from the carpet to the, to the comforter. We can, we can be bigger and we can be bolder and we can do more for other people than just trying to get a day off work. Uh, cause, cause you don't want to go in, you know? Um, I get not wanting to go into work right now. I totally get it. Going into work is hard. Uh, working from home is hard, but I don't know. I, 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 I think people are bigger than this and I hope Jeffrey learns a lesson from it.
0: Well, here's the thing. Jeffrey ain't going to be able to go out around his town for a long time, and he deserves to be busted from it because he's an idiot. Um, But if you're sitting there, the general Stockdale paradox, you can face the current facts, okay, that this is not cool, this sucks, but move on from it, and you've got to have faith that you're going to prevail in the end, and you're going to. There's going to be people come out of this with new creativity, new ways of doing things, and there's going to be some that's not Coming up on the next segment, we've got some mortgage tips for you. If you've been thinking about it, asking about it, we're going to bring them up and uh, for everybody to come back up in a minute.
2: We'll be right back. You know you have a good partnership when the most recent reviews of your podcast are actually about the sponsor and how well it worked for them. So, uh, yeah, you guys, Energy Ogre is legit. It's the real deal if you're living in Texas and not using it. What is going on with you? So the way this works is they shop around your energy bills. So if you have, uh, you know, are with a certain company, they will check every month to make sure you're getting the best deal. We have saved more than $100 a month ever since doing this. And, you know, it's winter now. Sign up now. When it comes summer, you're going to be saving insane money. So the way that you get on board with this is energyogre.com. And then when you go to sign up, you will get a free month when you use the code second shot. I don't know. Was this the best financial decision we made this year? Possibly. (laughs) It has saved us so much money. So again, energyogre.com and then use the code second shot. If they cannot save you money, you won't get charged anything. So it's zero risk. You are going to love us for it. You're going to write us a review, not about the podcast content, but about energy ogre and we're okay with it.
0: All right, so back at it on this second segment, this new kind of little style we're doing. Um, we wanted to really... There's a lot of stuff going on with mortgages right now, right? I mean, you hear about it. The interest rate's the lowest ever. People are mad dashing to refinance. Do you refinance? Um, are they free? Because people send out stuff. It's a free, no money out of pocket. Refinance. Save a $1,000 million and do it now. It. You know, these things happen. So... Um, just so happened, I happened to have a cousin that's been in the mortgage business for a long time. Um, so I wanted to bring him on cause I was talking to him and, and, and I was bringing it up an old oh, trying to lock it in. He goes, dude, don't do it right now. Like rates are going to get better. And I'm like, what? They just said that the lowest they can, they're like zero. He goes, trust me. And you explained as he will do today, but I want to bring in, introduce. So Matt Martin, um, has been in the mortgage business for over 18 years. Um, he has a business degree from SMU, and currently is a senior vice president for national production um, for over 200 plus loan origination offices um, nationwide, um, and has served in so many different types of roles. So he lives this, breathes this, everything. So Matt Markin Matt Martin, welcome to the show.
2: Mostly, he's just our relative.
4: Thank you so much, guys, and thank you for having me today.
2: Yay, Matt!
0: Yeah. So I, you know, Matt, you and I were talking, and and I was asking you about that, and I just thought wow, this is some stuff that people really need to know about because it can be very confusing with, confusing with all the different marketing pieces people get sent out to their homes, as you know, that they're, they're promising yeah. all these things. So what I wanted to kind of start off with was, you know, do you refinance right now? What's the rule of thumb of if you can, you know, how do you know if you're person that would be best for you to refinance, right? Um, and then, hey, what's some tips secrets that you got that we can save some money if we're going uh, to refinance to maybe uh, save a little bit of money.
4: A- absolutely, Heath. And, and you know, one of the great things, um, you know, what's, what's going on in the economy right now, it, it, there's a lot of turmoil. Um, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of harm that's going on. On the flip side of that, I, I think it's a good time for people to take the opportunities that are there uh to assess their financial situation and by, by the economy being in in a little bit of turmoil it has actually driven mortgage rates down to their lowest levels um, in history i think I, I pulled some numbers earlier that were released today uh, freddie mac has the 30-year fixed um, across the nation at an average of 3.33 percent today uh, you know as a note the lowest that as freddie mac has been tracking the lowest average ever was 3.30 so we are literally just three basis points off um you know of the lowest ever so i I think right now is a a good time for for really anyone who has purchased a home i I would say probably you know 14 15 months or 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 prior to that uh to to get with a, a loan originator loan officer that they trust and to do an analysis of kind of what their situation is and, and, and really, Ginny uh, and Heath, there's not, there's not, you know, just a, a cut and dry, this is what you do and this is going to solve your problem because every family is different, right? If you're, right now, if you're in an, an equity situation to where you have a lot of equity in your home and you're carrying a lot of credit card debt, that's at 19, 20, 21%, this is an awesome time to do a cash out refinance, pull some cash out of the home, consolidate some debt and be able to help your family, you know, help your family out that way. Um, if you, so what's the thumb?
0: How do you know if it's worth it for you to refinance?
4: Well, if, for, for families that are carrying a lot of credit card debt, it, it's, it's a fairly simple, <laughs> because unfortunately, credit card debt is carried at such high interest rates. If you have that equity, and you can take, you know, uh, uh, let's say you've got $20,000 worth of credit card debt, and you're paying 20% interest on that, and you can bring that down to, you, you know, the current rate or, 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 you know, somewhere into the threes. Um, it, it's, it's almost always a great, a great opportunity. One of the things, too, that if you're, if you're staying on the same term, for example. So, let, let's just talk about the most vanilla uh, refinance, right? If, if, you're gonna, if you're on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage now and you want to stay on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, um, you, you want to take your closing cost. And amortize them over your savings, and and what that means. And you're exactly right. What, what, what you and Jenny said. There's always advertisements that are oh, there's you know no money out of pocket or no cost refinance. Um, and, and just like anything, there's always going to be a cost. There's just different ways to pay for it. <laughs> so um, in, in Texas, you're usually probably looking at about two percent. Uh, so if you if you owe two hundred thousand dollars on your home. Your total closing costs are probably going to run about four thousand dollars.
0: So even if you refinance, it's going to be about four thousand dollars.
4: It is now. Now you you may be able to roll that into your loan so that you're not coming to closing with that.
2: And then if you roll it in, you're paying interest on that.
4: Right. Exactly. And so that's where you've really got to got to kind of look. You know, I've seen some advertisements out there that are, oh, if you're you know if you're just lowering your payment by one, you know, if you're lowering your interest rate by one percent, that that's worth refinancing. Um, and, and you know, again, depending on your loan amount, maybe it is um, but on a lot of smaller loan amounts, 1% might not be enough. So let's just say that you, you, you are in the situation where you have $4,000 in, in cost of refinancing your loan and whatever, whatever interest rate that you and your family are at, um, in the refinance, let's say you're able to save $100 a month on that principal and interest payment. So you, you take the $4,000. Divided by your $100 savings and your quote unquote break even on that transaction is 40 months. And so you know kind of a rule of thumb is, is between three and four years. Um, I, I think a lot of families for the future, uh, the people I think and I'm gonna lie to you about the exact number but it's about four and a half years that someone is in a home uh, but if you're in a home where you're established and your kids are in the school district that, that, you know, that you wanna be in and you know that you're gonna be in that home for the next 10 years, then obviously if you're 40, if you were to break even on that in 40 months, that absolutely would be something that would be advantageous for you to do.
2: But if you're planning on moving prior to 40 months, then it just might not make sense unless you're in major debt. Right?
4: Exactly, exactly.
2: Okay, so for somebody who is not in debt, right now, which is, you know, shoot, everybody's about to be in a little bit of debt right now. I know, but if somebody isn't in debt, then now may not be the right time to do something like that.
4: Well, it just depends. So for example, let's say that someone bought a home four or five years ago, and they didn't have any money to put down at the time, maybe they did an FHA loan, right? They only only put 3.5% down, they currently have mortgage insurance, um, or if they had damaged credit, and that they were at a higher than market interest rate, um, then, then it's, it definitely still could be. I mean, there are people we see them and, and come across them every single day. Believe it or not, people that are still paying six percent, six and a half percent interest on their mortgage. Um, and, and you know, if you're if you're in a higher cost mortgage, then absolutely, it would be a good time to refi right now.
0: Okay, but let me ask you this. So, um, number one, there's always a cost to refinance. I think that's a big myth. A lot of people send out the marketing stuff going. They go no money out of your pocket, but in all in all, that's going into your mortgage. So people need to think about that. Um, my, my second thing uh, around the refinancing um, and all would be is that if uh, if somebody's sitting there, maybe bought a house two years ago, you know, interest rates were creeping up, and if it's five percent, and they can drop down to, and they had a thir- thirty-year mortgage, and you know, if they were paying five five and a half percent, they could possibly go to a twenty-year note. Um, and refinance it and, and not pay a lot more money because of the new rates, right?
4: Absolutely. And that's, that's one of the things that, that I would encourage people to look at when they get with their, their loan originator is dropping the term. We're having a lot of people do that right now because of the tremendous cost, cost savings. With the lower rates that the, the, just the market's bearing right now, you can go from a 30-year fixed rate, to a 20-year or a 30-year fix to a 25 or a 30-year fix to a 15 and maybe keep your payment the exact same but lob off 10 years, five years, seven years uh, to your mortgage which which, for you know as, as you guys may or may not know about 75 to 80% of the wealth created for, for middle America is created through real estate appreciation and that, that is a powerful, powerful large number and if you can take 10 years off the payment, uh, that, that, that is an incredible boost to creating that wealth for your family.
0: So let me ask you this, Matt. Are there any secrets or anything to watch out for? Are there like some predator refinancing stuff that, you know, like if there's like this, ever these predators will put this one fee in there that you oh, can yeah, always like negotiate out? out um, or is there a secret that they can ask for to get a better deal if they're gonna refinance?
4: Well, first of all, I would if, if you don't have a relationship with a a loan officer or or an originator that you've done business with, you know personally that you know that you trust. I always tell people to get three quotes. If you're, you know, if you don't have that relationship with someone that you know and trust, it, get, getting three quotes will and, and always get one. In my opinion, from a big bank, right? Get one from a big bank. Get one from a, a you know from a an internet lender if you want. And get one from, you know, a local bank or or credit union. You know, one of the things too that as far as like a little bit of a hint, if your loan amount, if you only owe $80,000 on your home, if you owe $60,000 on your home, if if it's what's considered a smaller loan amount, I would strongly encourage those people to go to your local credit union, go to your local bank. Um, credit unions are operated as nonprofit entities. They can do those small loans much more um, efficiently and with a much lower cost than going to let's say a mortgage broker or a bank like myself where we're, you know, we are a national mortgage lender. We have to cover all types of products. Um, and so quite frankly, because of our cost of doing business and, and I'm not a nonprofit. Uh, a bank like myself, we can't do a $40,000 mortgage or a $50,000 mortgage as cheaply and efficiently as uh, a local credit union can do.
1: So is oh, it- that's
2: a good tip. Yeah. To just shop around just like anything.
0: Zach, you got a question?
1: I do. Yeah. Uh, you know, something Christine and I have been, well, what we're looking at before all this went down was planning on buying a house at some point. Obviously we're in an apartment now and I'm not sure if this is your area of expertise, but you seem to know something about it. So I'm curious. Is that a good move? Like- soon or should you wait a couple years till all this blows over? Um, no. So the interesting thing about that uh, Zach is that we so
4: so when the crash happened in 08 right part of that problem was there was just a humongous oversupply of housing. We don't have that this time so even if the coronavirus and this you know people are saying oh it may be seasonal it may come right back in October and all of these things um, there there is, is, is a shortage of housing um, in almost every major market and suburb in the United States. Um, there is not an oversupply. So there, you know, there, there are some articles that have come out that, oh, there's going to be a dramatic drop in housing prices. Um, I personally really don't see that. I think that there are certain segments um, for example, as, as you guys may know, uh, Houston, Texas is a huge oil and gas uh, community. You, you know, overwhelmingly number of, of the people that live there are associated in one way or another with the oil and gas industry. Uh, oil, I think, closed at around $20 today. Um, there, there may be certain pockets of the United States where you see a little bit of a housing dip um, but, but absolutely, I would strongly encourage you to, to go out there uh, this summer and, and look for a home because I, I do believe that it's going to continue to be an appreciating asset from everything that I'm reading. Uh, I, I don't really see a, a large pullback in housing, you know, nationwide, because, again, we just don't have that oversupply that existed in 08.
2: That's good but, news, Zach. Time to get a, yourself a good, hey, a good news. Yeah. yourself a house with your great
4: neighbor.
2: Stay inside for the next whoever knows how long.
4: Yeah, it'll, it'll be perfect. That's gonna be another really interesting thing is uh, is, is this uh, whole coronavirus situation going to change uh, what people are looking for at a home, right? Before, uh, you know, nobody really cared that I had a, a big back deck to, to relax on or a big sunroom. Uh, this, this coronavirus may change some of the home homebuyers' uh, preferences and what they're looking for. Um, and, and Heath, one of the things that I wanted to touch on that you, you had asked is there's something that, that when people are shopping for mortgages, uh, that they can really look for, and it's it's the dreaded you know junk fee that everybody refers to. Um, you know what do I need to look out for? And so just a, a, a rule of thumb, obviously banks you know that they're they're having to to pay their employees. Those employees are providing a service to you, um, but the the bank fees should really be between about nine hundred dollars. And and fifteen hundred dollars. Like that's that's a really good window of the fee that the bank should charge you. That should be all encompassing of the underwriting fee, the closing fee, the the you know the um uh, some banks will charge a processing fee. Um, if you see anything outside of that. Uh, I, I would de- that would definitely raise a, a red flag to me. That that eight hundred to fifteen hundred dollar uh, range is is really what you want to watch out for. Uh, I think the other thing that um, people tend to to not shop for or not negotiate is the title company uh, escrow fee, which is kind of uh, you know the title companies, particularly in Texas, they have profit margins built into the title insurance that's set by the Texas State Department of Insurance. Um, but also, you know, feel free to, to when you're doing your refinance not to just use the title company that the, the the bank tells you that they're associated with, you know, call a few title companies and say, hey, listen, I'm actually right down the street from your office. Uh, can you tell me, you know, w- would you give me a, you know, a good deal on your fees? And that's definitely something that you can take an extra five, 10, 15 minutes and, and work on there. So
0: you can compare that with what they're offering you with whatever they got. That is a really good tip now. Because- but- when
2: you buy a house they usually just say oh here's our person
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: right. time around you don't know so you you don't know that you even have the option to ask so I'll-
0: now the other thing real quick Matt is um, you know people are getting hearing about all this that you can you know not pay your mortgage right now you know the word furlough right um, that, that people are gonna be forgiven their of their loans and all this and you had some insight you you want to kind of share some Cautionary stuff with people that if you're getting the opportunity, if they're telling you you can, um, you know, not pay your mortgage payment, what what to pay attention to.
4: Heath, guys, I will tell you this is this is actually a little bit scary, and we've been getting a ton of calls about this. Um, Actually, I was listening uh, to a compliance uh, Zoom uh, meeting that was happening earlier. Uh, David uh, Stevens uh, from the government was speaking, and and, uh, there are actually real estate agents apparently right now that are telling customers to go and purchase a home and a week later claim forbearance and get six months payments forgiven. That is crazy talk. And the fact that people are out there saying that just just blows me away. Um, uh, Listen, forbearance is there to help those that truly can't make your mortgage payment. If you are, you know, if you have $1,000 and it is to make your mortgage payment or put food on your kids table to feed them, then That's what it's for. ask for the forbearance. That's why it's there. That's why the government came out with the CARE Act and put, you know, food on your on your kitchen table. But other than that, forbearance is the F word. The for, forbearance is just to keep you or to help you from going into foreclosure. Um, and it's, it is shameful how some people have been advertising this, have been making it like, oh, it's going to be, you know, we actually just had a customer uh, yesterday write into us and say, I'd like to claim my forbearance for my three months of free mortgage payments. It is, there is nothing free about forbearance
2: ultimately responsible for paying for your home, just like you signed up and agreed to do, right? It's just delaying it. Is that not correct? Absolutely.
4: It's delaying it. And the, the issues are that there, uh, banks are going to probably have a lot of freedom and servicers about how you repay.
0: So it's, it, the yeah, issue is, cause it's not clear on um, how it's going to be. If, if they say you're not going to pay for four months, They could ask for it all in four months, plus some interest, plus a fee, plus a whatever. It may not just be tacked on the end. And that's what you were telling me. It's not very clear. So be very careful and only use it if you need it.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, the the servicers are not gonna wanna force people into foreclosure. They're gonna want to to stay away from that, but you're exactly right. If they give you a a three month or a six month forbearance, uh, at the end of that, at month four or at month six, you're, you know, every one of those payments or due or they're going to put you on a payment plan where they're going to spread that out over 12 months. Um, but but either way, it is going to be a shock to your system. Uh, if your house payment is currently $1,500, you got six months of of no no house payments. Well, that's great. Except now you just took your payment to 2,200 or 2,300 for the next 12 months. Um, and so it's. It is, it is there to be used as a last resort if it is absolutely needed, um, uh, but unfortunately, a lot of people are talking about it, you know, like, like oh, let's just, you know, go get it. Like, let's go have a Coke, and uh, that is not the case.
0: Now, living in this new life, Jenny had to step out to go get Brighton and and, and and grab a hold of her, but I, you know, I appreciate this, bringing this in, Matt, because this was some good tips and some things that are out there right now that is very um, misleading that are, not great for, you know, both parties involved. In and I love some of the tips that you gave. I want to give you a second, Matt, maybe tell, you know, do you got uh, you um, an email and or where they can find you on social media if some people got questions or anything they'd like to reach out to you about?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my email address is mmartin, so it's m-m-a-r-t-i-n at fcloans.com. And that's First Choice loans, fcloans.com. And uh, anyone can reach me there with questions if they just, you know, again, if they, uh, we've got offices uh, that that are coast to coast to help service and take care of people, um, but they can feel free to call me directly or email me directly um, if they have any questions or or just want to get advice on on their current situation. And I can either take care of them, uh, you know, myself, and if it's it's short and easy, or if they want to do a deep dive with a loan professional, um, you know, we're very blessed uh, that most of our loan officers have got a tenure of over 20 years with my company. And if they want to take a deep dive on their financial situation to really see uh, what's what's best for them, we we love to do that for them.
0: Awesome, uh, Matt, Zach. Uh, you know, this, C Zach, is time that you can still be out looking for something and finding your house. Uh, where can they find you guys at? And and uh...
3: you can find me at uh, on Instagram at Matt One. Um, pics of what's going on around the house. In fact, even uh, Serena in the background here. Hold on, let me. See. there she is she's taking a nap this entire time uh but you can find pictures of her on there you can also find me in the the uh facebook group the second shot facebook group uh whenever these videos premiere and you should find me in the comment section of a review if you leave it you can say matt is great i know i sent you and that's this matt not the other matt that's on the screen right now um so leave a leave us a great review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave us a review. Say Matt is great, and uh, I know that I'll send you. Uh, at Apple Zachintosh on Twitter and Instagram.
1: I'm still doing my movie podcast, Oscar Film Review, even though there's no movies coming out. Uh, so that's pretty exciting, and you can check that out in the same place you found Second Shot. You can leave us a rating and review. But more importantly, you can leave Second Shot a rating and review because, yeah, Heath hasn't been shaming you guys, and that's important. So go do that and join the Facebook group and just get involved in what we're doing, guys. Jenny.
2: Did Matt Martin already say his? Yep.
0: We okay, again.
2: I missed you guys. I had to check on Brighton. It was like getting way too quiet out there. Yeah. I'm like, Peppa Pig, is it over? Is it not? <laughs> Whew. Jenny and Chondo.com. I would love to connect with you on the second shot, Instagram page, Instagram.com slash second shot podcast. We're going to put a question of the week there for you. And I would love to connect with you on that. And also in the Facebook group. Um, And also when we get some reviews, we'll read them on the air. I know you guys are listening. So if you're enjoying it at all, it's a free way to help support this free content that we put out.
0: Yep. Thanks again, Matt, for coming on and spending your time with us today and sharing those tips. That's huge. I think it's going to be great for everybody to understand that. Um, And, you know, you can find me at Ignorance on Fire at Heat Dokes on Instagram and all the platforms as usual. Leave a rating and review. I'm shaming you like no other right now. Do you need to do it? Share the podcast with anybody that you see. We love you and we'll see you next time.
2: Bye bye, everybody. Bye, Matt. Thank you.
0: Thanks, guys. Have a great one.